Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, it is NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan, who is set to join us, our very first guest on Let's Go Racing. And David Starr joins us right now. David, how you doing, my friend? What's going on with you? Man, guys, I'm doing great. Just uh, been on the road, uh, uh, just going by, seeing all my partners, meeting with some new companies and trying to trying to introduce them to the world of NASCAR racing, you know, uh, but uh, just been busy, uh, just jumping from meeting to meeting, uh, just traveling the roads, just seeing everybody, just trying to figure out what our budget's going to look like so we can announce what we're, what we're going to do in 2021. And man, what a, I'm excited about our show today, so it's pretty awesome. But uh, but I've been real busy and uh, looking forward just to getting to Daytona, getting the season started for sure. Oh, no doubt about it. Dominic Aragon for the RacingExperts.com joins us as well. Dominic, how we doing, man? Doing great, man. Happy to be here. Six show on the road, and these things just keep clicking off faster and faster. But yeah, we're six shows in and just been spending time with the family and just trying to make the most out of the pandemic and the situation we're all in. Well, hope you guys are off to a good start to 2021. And uh, David, we, we've spent the last several weeks telling your story and talking about your background, where you came from in all forms of racing. And now, over the next few weeks, we're going to start to bring in more guests from time to time. We'll announce at the end of the show who we'll bring on next week. But uh, David, tell us about uh, Brendan Gaughan, who uh, NASCAR fans, I'm sure, are very familiar with, but we're all going to learn a thing or two about today. No doubt about it. One of the probably one of the coolest guys that that I ever raced with, and uh, and and one of the best race car drivers I ever raced against. But just a, a great guy. He's so good for our sport. If all the other competitors were like Brendan, our sport would just be perfect. You know, it's almost perfect, but it ain't quite there. You know, but uh, he's just a hell of a race car driver and a great guy. And the fans love him. He he knows how the sport works. And man, he was. Uh, I, I didn't beat him too often. He was hard to beat, but uh, he's got a great, you know, he's got a good story. And he's, you know, not only a NASCAR driver, I mean, he, he he's done all kinds of racing, you know, so I'm excited to bring him in. And uh, Brendan, welcome, buddy. <laughs> well, that, that's a hell of an intro. It's tough, tough to keep over that intro. I, I, I hope I can. I hope I can, you know, live up to that muster you just gave me. But no, oh, hell. Listen, we, we've been friends a long time. We had a lot of fun. And David, I'm, I, if the if the whole sport was like me, I don't know if they, NASCAR might close down. I, I think we're in trouble, but had some fun. We had some fun. Yes, we you have. Realize, you realize we've been racing against each other since like 2000, 2001? Dude, it's been a long time. You know, I think I'm going on my 24th year in 2000 and, and, and this this coming season. And, uh, you know, you've been, you've been right there with me ever since I can remember, you know. And, uh, you know, it's kind of – it's just – I don't know. We just, we were the love for the sport we have. And uh, man, it was just awesome. And especially looking back on our, our truck days, man, God, you dominated. And uh, it was kind of cool, you know, that we raced. So, you know, all the guys we raced with, it was very competitive and uh, the camaraderie we had with all the competitors, but man, you went on to do some cool stuff, you know, driving for Roger Penske and just, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, my head, hell, uh, last I, I remember seeing you, hell, you were going for the lead with one lap to go at Talladega. Next thing you know, you're flipping, you know what I mean? So you've done some some cool stuff in your career, you know. And uh, But, man, where did, where did it all start at? You know, how did you get to NASCAR? What were you doing? And did you want to be a NASCAR driver? How did, you know, kind of tell the fans, you know, how, how it all came to be? How did it start? You know, where did that dream start at? 
Well, you know, I mean, look, I'm from Las Vegas, as most everybody knows. You know, I mean, that's they've kind of been synonymous with with the town. And out here, we started in the desert. You know, David, you you I think you went for a ride with me one time over the years. Didn't you come out with me one day with with <laughs> yeah, Matt Dillon or something like that? Nuts, man! Absolutely, I did. And so we, uh, but I came from the desert, and that's what I did. And and when I was growing up, I did a lot of sports cars. I did a lot of teaching at schools. I did, and and yes. This fat kid used to fit in an Indy car. <laughs> um, I was trying to go Indy car racing because back in the 90s, if you were a desert racer, you wanted to go Indy car racing. That's where there was no NASCAR trucks yet. You know, I'm, I'm right. old. Me and you, David, we, we, <laughs> we, we are remember old. an era before these kids now. You know, in the early 90s, there was no truck series. No, there wasn't. And an off-roader, you had Robbie Gordon doing Indy car. You had Rick Mears that was an Indy car mm -hmm. driver that was a famous off-roader, Parnelli Jones. We went IndyCar racing. That's what we tried to do. So wow. for me, I spent my early years in the early 90s racing the desert, teaching sports cars, driving sports cars, trying to do anything with Robbie Gordon I could do. He was at Tom Gloy's doing right. test driving, trying to just get into that that deal. And, and everybody, I, I do joke because everybody looks at me now and they go, I go, yeah, fat kid. <laughs> okay. I wasn't always this fat, yeah. but did you ever uh, did you ever drive an Indy car? I, if I, drove, I got the, I drove one in '94 before wow. it, it merged. So when it was still you know PPG racing, right. Indy car racing before it became IRL. Sure. And then uh, I tested for Sam Schmidt when it was IRL. Um, so I mean <laughs> I, I I was going to do some driving there, um, but my mother was really not have been happy if I did. <laughs> um, and then. Now I would love to go back and do it, but I, there ain't enough there ain't enough Vaseline and, and butter to get me into it <laughs> anymore. I, I I would fill that baby out and it would look rather disgusting. Well, so, uh, one thing about it, I, I know if you if you was able, there was enough Vaseline to slide you in. Uh, I definitely think you would be very competitive. I mean, look, I I, I have <laughs> today. I would have liked to have tried it and done some, but you know, I, I now I'm just having fun with my off-road stuff. But that's that uh, where we came from was there. That's where it started. Mm -hmm. uh, I was doing, I was going to college and I was playing college football and college basketball racing off-road at the time. And that's when Walker Evans and, and a bunch of off-roaders went to Bill France in the mid nineties and sold him this idea on NASCAR trucks. Absolutely. And, and I still remember the very first California super truck before wow. it was the truck series. Right. Absolutely. And, Walker Evans raced in it. We, we had this truck in the shop and, right. and it's like, what is, I'm like, what are you guys thinking with this thing? I mean, no. <laughs> never and, knew what, what it was going to turn into. And, and, and Bill uh, Jr. loved it. Mr. France thought it was the greatest thing, bought the idea. Thankfully for me, thankfully for you, because it was, you know, it opened up an Avenue that was, was really not there. You know I mean? Absolutely. You only had cup and Bush. Mm -hmm. You didn't have, you know, really a, you had weekly racing, you had Winston West, which we did get, you, you know, all that, but you didn't have another national brand that the trucks became. And when I graduated college, Walker came and said, come drive this truck. And I went, okay. And now, Walker, he was a heck of a guy. And the, and the cool thing about him as a kid growing up, when they would have off-road on television, you would see I mean, Walker Evans. He was like the Richard Petty of off-road racing. You know what I mean? It's like, like there was the iron. Ivan Stewart was the Iron Man. Walker Evans was the legend. And that, was, that was the two main, you know, they were, they were the Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon. They were the Richard Petty, Daryl Waltrip. You know, Absolutely. I mean, they were, that was, that was who they were. And, 
And Walker, Walker was one of the founders of that deal and just said, come drive. I went to drive. That's where we started. And the cool thing about Walker, man, when you were racing, you, you, if you, if you were looking, you would see Walker Evans. That guy, I, I think he followed you to the end. I mean, he's he still there. A, he's still he's there. He's a big, he's still big fan of yours, man. He just, he was always there. And I said, man, I can't believe that's Walker Evans, you know, and, and uh, I think he ran a couple of truck races with us. And, uh, but it was just cool to be in the presence of that man. You know what I mean? And y'all were, I mean, y'all were just great friends, and uh, I remember you driving for him. But man, that, that that's a pretty cool story right there. Well, the legend we've—I've been together. I mean, if you look at my Instagram page, right? The little, the little picture on my—that's my Instagram dot. Uh, okay. A picture of me at like nine years old, eight years old, in a bar in Mexico, sitting on Walker's lap. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I didn't know it went that far back. Wow. <laughs> Walker's been Walker started driving. My dad started sponsoring Walker in 1980, 81. Uh, they met in the desert. Um, dad and Walker were pre-running, and there's a famous old story. It's, it's great to hear them say it, but you got to hear my dad say it, David, because they were – imagine. They, 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 my dad was stuck, and Walker showed up, and they are going to help pull him out. And so Walker helps pull my dad out, and they get out of the desert. You know, and that's that's how my dad met Walker Evans and – and they've, they've been friends since. And my dad always says, yeah, and if I knew then what I knew now, I'd have stayed. In the, I would have stayed stuck. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it sounds like you said about his son, too. So it all works. Oh, man, that's that's funny. So uh, so anyway, you so Walker Evans put you in this uh, super truck and, uh, you know, you did well. How'd it go? And, and then, you know, uh, did you know right then that that's the avenue? I mean, the, that was uh, – had it become the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series yet? How did all that work out? You know, at the time, I was still finishing up, you know, my college days. And, right. and I really thought I was going to play – you know, I was, I was I was wanting to play football. And racing was just a hobby. And sure. as I got better at the off-road racing and stuff and people started saying I could do it for a living, I had sponsors and – Justice Brothers been sponsoring me since I was 15. And, you know, I, I, I had guys paying bills and Walker was like, you can do this for a living, you know, let's go. So we did the, we did one truck race in 97. Wow. Um, that never forget it. I passed Bill Elliott. I freaked out on the radio saying, I passed Bill Elliott. I passed Bill Elliott. <laughs> I hit the wall the next lap. And, you hit the wall uh, the next lap. Oh yeah. No. Pile road, turn four, coming off Vegas Speedway. Uh, the, I didn't know NASCAR guys. I knew IndyCar guys. Absolutely. The only NASCAR guy I knew, I've heard of Dale Earnhardt, and I knew <laughs> Bill Elliott. I thought, awesome Bill from Dawsonville, man, million-dollar Bill. It's like, and yeah. You passed him, and you passed him. Oh, dude, passed him on, like, lap 10. Drove wow. right by him. I'm like, I'm like, this stuff's easy. And I started, I passed <laughs> Bill Elliott. I passed Bill Elliott. And uh, I Randy Anderson going, calm down, settle down, settle down. <laughs> Wham! <laughs> I'm like, yep. Hey man, you celebrated all the way until you hit the wall. <laughs> celebrated all the way to all the way to that hit. Oh heck, man! So we we went back and and then we said, hey, let's go do this NASCAR thing. We dropped down to Winston West. Yeah. And we did Winston West part time and trucks part time. Right. And then in uh in 1999 went decided to go full time in Winston West and we did Winston West full time and a couple truck races here and there. And, you know, they always tell you, David, I think if you have other drivers and you and I would say the same thing, you and I have heard the same anecdotes all through the years, right? Everybody, in order to finish first, you must first yeah, finish. finish. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 
and you got to, you know, Dominic and Tyler, you guys are young. You're, you're reporting on all these kids now that are coming in. Right. You're going to hear it a million times. Yeah. You got to learn how to finish. In order to finish first, you must first, you got to learn all these things. <laughs> yeah, screw you. I'll, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Well, I had to learn how to finish. And what taught me how to finish was two broken ribs, loss of one eyebrow. And if you notice, I have a lot of eyebrow. When I lose one, <laughs> it's pretty big. It gets your attention, doesn't it? <laughs> and I broke two ribs at California Speedway. I was always fast, David, but I didn't know how to drive. You know, I, I could be fast, but I didn't know how to finish. And the two ribs and the eyebrow woke me up and we started to learn how to finish. And then, uh, you know, a couple great things happened. One, I got to go race in 1998 at Motegi, Japan. Dude, I remember that. That was a big, that was a big deal. Dale Earnhardt was there, wasn't he? Yeah, no, it was a cup race. It was the, it was yeah. the Winston Cup race in, yeah. in Motegi. And I drove for Bill McAnally yep. and the Napa team. And that was where I met Bill McAnally and the right. Napa guys. And we had an amazing day. <clears throat> With 15 laps to go, we're running ninth. Dude, that's awesome. And I'll leave, I'll leave the story alone as to who got us a black flag. And we had a great day going. We crashed with like 10 laps to go. Bobby Hamilton and I, big crash. Right. Um, but but that was just a phenomenal day for me. I mean, my fifth race ever. I'm in a cup race in Japan. This was so cool. I meet Bill McAnally, and at the end of 99, we're going to leave Walker Evans, and we form what you remember was the Orleans Racing Team. Dude, I remember. And, it, man, it was very successful. <laughs> we, had, we had some good times, and and Bill, Bill moved to Vegas, and, and we got this team together, and, and I had Napa Auto Parts. And I'll, ne I'll never forget the first meeting we had with Napa, David and you would you get this because you and I are similar and I was a lot more cocky back then uh, I was told I was going to meet all the Napa people right I was told don't make you know don't come out there make bold predictions or promises just be humble this and that and Bill McAnally God I love Bill McAnally but Bill McAnally likes to write full speeches right have them written come on we don't I don't write speeches man I just talk from a heart and, and Bill back then was so nervous about this. He'd go, hi, my name is Bill <laughs> McAnally. And I'm driving the Napa Auto Parts Chevy. You know, I mean, that was, that was like Bill giving a speech, and I used to kill him. He wanted me to write a speech for this first speech. And I remember we're, we're in an amphitheater in Arizona, and they got like 500 Napa people there, and they're going to introduce me as the new driver. Right. And I walked in, and Bill had this hand, this whole speech. He wrote most of it. He wanted me to write it, and he got this whole thing. I jump up on stage. I get in front of that podium, and I go, okay. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> and, and Bill looks, and I go, because he had just won the championship in 99 with Sean Woodside. Right. I mean, I, I replaced the wow, champion stop. driver. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is there's some pressure. I yeah, absolutely. In, I said, we're going to win a bunch of races this year, and we're going to win that championship back-to-back. -back. Wow. And Bill's and I going, think you did it, didn't you? We did. That's we won, right. That's we won a couple right. Races that year, we won the championship. But, yeah. but right off the bat, Bill's just in the crowd going, <laughs> "You know, in his he, head down, he's he should have known you by now, dude. Oh, yeah. Come on. Well, he didn't you know, know me then. He knew right after that. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we did that, and and then that year we started driving part time with our old buddy, me and your Todd Myers. 
Oh, wait, yeah, Todd Byers, man. TKO, absolutely. The old, the old Mr. Ferris, the TKO yep. team. Yeah, absolutely. You and Todd's I both team. drove for Yep, we did. We both guys. drove there. Yep, sure did. Great people. That was a great team, great man. Family absolutely. was a great family. Great fast Dodge trucks. Right. Started Jamie McMurray's career. Absolutely did. Career, yep. Started my career. That was a that team was a jump starter. It was. It was a great team, too. They had, their trucks were fast, oh. really fast. Texas, yeah. man. Dude. Finished second for them at Texas in 2001. My first top five, or not my first, but my first second place finish was right. for them in 2001 in that TKO Dodge. And, dude, that was – Dude, awesome. you must have learned something from that TKO Dodge because what, what everybody knows, but Brendan was a man at Texas. I mean, I, I don't know how many wins you had there, but I think he won five or six times. Four. Four of them. Unbelievable. I mean, dude, you were, it was unbelievable, guys. I mean, I just, I remember one time I was like, I was near you and I was like, how is he going through the corners that fast? I mean, I don't know if you ever lifted, but I mean, you were amazing. You know what I mean? And I was so, I'm like, God, how is he doing that? How's that truck capable of doing what it did? But man, it was unbelievable. It was unheard of. I mean, to win four in a row, I mean, when, when you, when, when we're all going to Texas, everybody knew. If you're going to win that race, you're going to have to beat Brendan. And I'm thinking, and you know, after about two wins, I'm thinking that's there, there's no way if he's going to, you know, he you were just you had it figured out. Well, and you know, uh, I the first race that I won, you might remember this, Rick Crawford, you and I, we're 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 you and I got trapped a lap down because of like fuel or something, right? And we're battling for for the caution comes out and and to the young guys, Donald <clears throat> Tyler. <laughs> we used to race back to the caution. Yes, we did. Now you want to talk about one of the dumbest ideas in the history. Of <laughs> There's a giant crash. Six cars are sitting dead on the racetrack and we're doing 200 miles an hour racing through them to the checker to, to the start finish line to get the yellow. Absolutely. It was, oh, yeah. it was a whole different mindset. But, remember, but what you did have to learn, you had to learn respect back then. And that's what I think the kids miss nowadays, David, is, you know, you give a lap back to somebody or not give a lap back based on how they raced you, right? I mean. Absolutely. They return to favor. You know what I mean? It's like give and take. Yep. And so Rick Crawford was leading the race. You and I are battling for, like, staying on the lead lap. Right, right. And I remember it was me and you because you were at, back then you were at the Spears truck. Right. It was you and the Spears truck. And we both had had the, like, pitted at the same time. We're battling. Right. I was just a little in front of you. And the caution came out, and Rick Crawford had just lapped us both. Right. And we were hauling the mail to try to get the lead lap back, and Rick lifted. And let you go by. By like an inch and a half. <laughs> like it was one of those photo things where they just got the picture, and right. I got the lap back, and you didn't. And you right. were faster than me. Right. During that whole first run, you were faster. You were the fastest truck on the track, and me and you were trapped a lap down. Right. And Rick gave me the lap back and I went on to win the race. And I remember he always told me, he goes, well, that's the last time I'm ever going to give you a lap. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, hey, you guys, we, we were fast we, as hell that race, yeah. but we were trapped down a lap. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that just goes back, you know, we were all buddies, Rick Crawford, Brendan, Brendan, myself, we were, we were just buddies. And then later on and later on in our careers, we actually drove for Tom Mitchell. We were teammates with him. I was teammate with him for a year. And then, uh, and then I went on to do something else, and then Brendan was teammates with him. But, uh, but man, fun times back then. You know, I, I just, you know, hearing you talk about that race, 
kind of brings back memories of it, but that was pretty cool. He gave you your lap back, but he told you that was the last time that you could ever. <laughs> well, when races, you don't give people lap back. Well, he's thinking to himself, if I didn't ever give Brendan that lap back, I might have won that race. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, uh, but man, might have been second or third that day too. So, yeah, Don, and, uh, you, you named some great people. I mean, we've, we've had some fun. I mean, the, the, the Spears folks, you want oh, to talk yeah. about a group of people that were so instrumental to the truck series becoming what it became Absolutely. And, and put so much of their life into this sport. Uh, I, I, you know, Kevin Harvick started driving for the Spears Absolutely. in the Winston West and, and, and in the truck and, and you drove for the Spears. I mean, they were, that was a great family. Those guys. That, they were Wayne, Wayne and Connie Spears were awesome. And I remember when, uh, you know, when, uh, Kevin, when Kevin got wind that, uh, that I went to go work for him, he come over and saw me and he said, Hey man, let's talk for a minute. You know? So he said, let's go walk around. Let's get away from the trailer. Uh, cause Connie and Wayne were there and, and he said, Hey man, you need to get inside. You need to get here and you need to win a race quick. And he said, because they, uh, you know, uh, they're really not known to really marry up with the driver. You know what I mean? They, they like to switch drivers. And, uh, so get in there, try to win your race. And, and uh, Kevin said, man, you want a race or two, it's, it's going to really help you. And the next thing you know, man, I think I was there for six years. You know, I remember three or four years later, he, uh, he said, man, what the heck did you do? You know, I said, man, I don't know. I didn't really do anything. I was very, you know, just loved to race, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and treated them with respect. You know, I let them know how much I appreciated what they, what they did for me. You know, like you were just talking earlier, Brendan, the, the camper, the NASCAR camper world truck series really gave a lot of us drivers that maybe wouldn't have had a chance to race at that level, make a living at it. It opened up a lot of doors for yourself, for me and for so many others. So it was really a cool, cool series. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Uh, let's go racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here, David Starr, Dominic Aragon of the RacingExperts.com. We're joined by the great Brendan Gaughan here on episode episode number seven of Let's Go Racing. Dominic, what you got, man? Yeah, well, I'm curious how you guys met. Like the first time you guys linked up, what was that encounter like? And did you guys hit it off right off the bat? Man, well, I, 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 I can't remember the very remember. first time. David, can you? I don't even remember. I, I don't, I don't remember. I just knew this like, man, this guy, you know, it's like you couldn't help but like him. He was just so likable. You see his personality. He was happy all the time, animated and, and good. And uh, I don't know, man, it was just, uh, I don't even what remember. I remember how- what, what I remember is we both were young and single. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we were. And, and they were what, both what not just- now. <laughs> <laughs> And I, but I just remember that, that, you know, at that time you had the Ron Horner days absolutely, and the Jack Sprags and, and, you know, Johnny Benson was there a lot and yeah. Ted Musgrave yeah. and, and Joe Rutman's and you absolutely. had these guys that were, were these big veterans and you and I were both a little bit older than the young kids. Yes. You know, cause there was a group of guys that were younger than us that, because I'm 45, you're what, 40? No, I'm in, I'm 52. I always forget that. Sorry. Because you don't, I mean, you, hell, I look like I'm 60. Um, <laughs> no, you don't, you and I were that. We, we were, we were yeah. above the young kids, but we both were single. We both were, we met, we were having fun. We raced each other hard. And I, I mean, we grew up, I raced you like you raced me. Absolutely. So man. if you race me like a jerk, I'm going to race you like a jerk back. 
And if Absolutely. you really be clean and give and take and we learn, we're going to get along just fine. And you and I, like, right off the bat, racing, Spears car, I, I had respect for the Spears family. Right. You know, right. we just – we raced all around each other when he was fast. And, he, hey, get I'm not going to hold your ass up. Get going. That's right. You That's know, right. And, and, and vice versa. And then we had battles for – we battled for a bunch of great races. Mm-hmm. But we just always, we both were goofy. We both were that same kind of age group where yeah. we both, you know, our, the, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top in either of us. We <laughs> got along really well. And, and but I, I honestly, Dominic, I can't remember the, I can't say, oh, this is when I met David. Right. I had heard about him from the trucks because I wasn't a truck guy. So when I got in there, he was a guy that, you know, I kind of went to that was my age for advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. But man, it was, uh, it was just a, a fun time, you know, and uh, and it was cool because once once you got in the truck series and uh, you got you know you got established and uh, started winning all those races. Hell, I think you won Gateway Michigan. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Michigan, man, Michigan was a fun one. I, Michigan's one I'll remember for always. Won Vegas, won my home trip. Actually, no, you remember that you I won Vegas. You won you won Vegas the year before. Okay, okay, that's right. I won the pole there and then ended up winning the race. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. You got you got the pole and I and and I and you're like I'm like well you got Vegas I got Texas you're like we'll switch. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll switch it. And the Absolutely. next year I won Vegas and 03 I won Vegas and that and you kept and you kept winning Texas. You didn't switch with me. You know I what I mean? So I broke the deal. I apologize. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But uh, but man, you know it was kind of cool because. Uh, you were winning a lot of West and West races, even when you stepped off in the truck. You were still stepping back in and running the West and West races and winning them. And uh, and uh, it was fun to, you know, we uh, my uncle Mike wanted to take one of our racing school cars out of our racing school. We would go run two or three West and West races, but it was always cool because Brendan was uh, he was the guy that was going to win. Johnny Benson was there, Kenny Strader. You know some others I don't uh, that were pretty strong and fast. I don't remember exactly what their names were, but very competitive uh, series, and uh, it was fun when we ran NASCAR Winston West. It's not the same anymore, you know no. what I mean? But uh, yeah. God, that was fun. Uncle Mike, the, the old the, the Texas racing experience, baby. Come on, I used I to. <laughs> you guys had that long ass limo parked out, <laughs> you guys. Well, and and we used to go to Texas World Speedway and test. Oh and, man. But your uncle Mike was always great to me. He let me, you know, he let me if I needed to give, you know, give a ride to somebody important. You know, Absolutely. he never said no to me when it when it came to Texas. And and I haven't talked about your uncle Mike forever. How's he doing? He he's still the school's still open. What do you got now? Man, the school's doing great. You know, obviously with the pandemic, it's uh, been right. shut down. But uh, you know, the racing school's been awesome all these years. You know, he's so passionate about it. Has such an awesome school and the race cars and the engines. It's just mm-hmm. awesome, man. I'm very proud of what what he has built and uh maybe one day i'll uh, i'll own all of it and then I'll, that'll be my next career but uh but man but the, that nascar school that we have is pretty awesome you know and man brendan speaking about texas world speedway man what a great place that was wasn't it i'm telling you, you the kids don't know what they missed man that that place and testing there you know i i tried to get a hold of somebody they just tore it finally tore it down tore it down yeah went by there circular sign and I, I tried to get a hold of somebody because I wanted to buy that sign. Hey, um, man, you know you know who has it, don't you? No, who? You're looking at him. You got the Texas World Speedway sign. I the have circle, it. The one that was on the – I have it. Texas. I have oh. it. Dude, I, then, then it's, it's at the right place because you it's Texas you know, more than me. That, that place that, was so 
man, you know, it was just special, man. People don't have no clue how fast it was, you know. I, I got goosebumps talking about it. I mean, I know this is podcast, it's radio. <laughs> I literally have goosebumps thinking about Texas World and what it, what it did for me. David, we used to go down there before every Texas race. Texas race, yeah. We kept every tire. It didn't matter if the tire was brand new or old. We kept every tire all year because you only got six laps. You could that was three, that wore out. You yeah, know? Well, three two-lap runs. That was it. That and was that it. big old jump in the going into turn one where the tunnel. Oh yeah, was, absolutely, man. Dude, you they, my engineer used to laugh and it. I say I flat-footed, and he'd look at the data and he goes, "No, you didn't. There's a there's a you know there's yeah right there. <laughs> the firewall flex. They go the firewall flex. <laughs> the firewall flex. That place was mean." I hit a turtle there one day, David. <laughs> you hit a turtle? Oh, dude, destroyed the grill. Destroyed wow. the – took the valence off. Valence, right. not splitter. Took the valence off, wrecked the rate. We ended the test because we nailed a turtle. And, well, it, dude, oh, that place. Dude, that place – well, that place, man, y'all tested there, and then you would show up at the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas, and he would win. So testing that Texas World Speedway, that was whatever, y'all, whatever y'all did, it worked. No, that was our, that was our deal. We – Went there every race for right. four years. Every time we went to Texas Motor Speedway, we go to Texas World first, and we would right. test for two days. We had hurricanes blow through and scare the crap out. <laughs> we played we we played bumper rental cars on the road course that the 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 SBRA thing that was out That's, there. Absolutely. We we dude, we did so much stuff at Texas World that I couldn't even begin to tell you <laughs> how much Damn. fun it was. At, it's at, awesome, and, but it's, and it's College Station. I mean, absolutely, College Town, man. Everybody <laughs> to College Station. You, you, oh you, yeah, the, the two I'm boys look like they're barely old enough to know what you know about that. <laughs> I, I, I've been to College Station a few times. I know what you guys are talking about a little bit. Uh, but uh, a question for both of you: What's what's some of the favorite memories you have over the years of, of just each other and such? Oh man, just just racing with Brendan, you know, just his family, his mom and dad, and uh, you know his team. They were, you know, his crew chief, you know, just everybody that was associated with Brendan gone and, and their racing team were just class acts. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, not only myself, we wanted to hang out with them and go party with them and just go to dinner with them, but everybody did. You know what I mean? They were just uh, they were a fun group for a long time and. Uh, successful and just uh man i don't know it was just fun to race with him on the racetrack and hell when you get done racing you know he just uh he's such a great guy he wanted to hang out with him you know so just you know brendan was just such a great racer and hard to beat but uh you know if you beat him you did something special you know what i mean along with everybody else we were racing with i mean the the talent that he spoke about earlier joe rutman ron hornaday just on and on and on mike skinner and rick crawford and Dennis Setzer, just all the different people, man. It was, I tell you what, the truck series, when we were involved in it, it was stacked high, man. It was, it was tough. If you want to race, Brendan won more races than I did. And let me tell you, when you want to race, you did something special because, man, the talent level was unbelievable, you know. And for me, look, David was one of the guys, like I said, I wasn't an NASCAR guy. I came from a totally different world. And when I came in, you know, I, I, I had Butch Miller who was a guy that oh, was yeah. coaching me driving for Walker Evans originally. And, and, you know, I, I, I took Ron Hornaday's wife, uh, uh is Lindsay. she's, she's the daughter of a very famous off-roader named wild Bill Foster. And so, I mean, I knew wild Bill Foster. He's a, an, an idol of mine in the desert. So, I mean, I took to Ron a little bit, but the first guy that I really can say that I was like, 
hey, I wanted to be friends with was David and and driving for the Spears. And, and to me, I go back to that Spears days because that's where really we had the, the best, probably the best equipment of our lives those years. And yeah. we, we raced hard against each other. And then all through the years, though, it's just, you know, you watch us both grow up and, and he he meets Kim and, and, and he's got a couple kids and I meet Tatum and I got a couple <laughs> kids. And, and you watch us go from these two guys that all we wanted to do is go out party and and be younger and race and to do this to then you watch our lives go together it's just to me it's been been 20 plus years of just hey this is my buddy david we race hard but he's my buddy david i when i get i miss him when i don't get to see him you know when i'm gone a long time it's like i I love seeing him these are the things i miss at the racetrack is seeing my buddies like david and 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 those deals because that's the part of the sport that i miss the only part that i miss you know, Brenda, it's kind of cool. Uh, you're talking about uh, Napa Auto Parts. You know what I mean? I think about Napa Auto Parts. And, and you know, when, when I thought about Brenda gone, I thought about Napa. You know what I mean? You kind of like when you think of Dale Jarrett, you think of, uh, you know. Uh, uh, UPS. UPS. You know what I mean? And, and Motorcraft. Such a long relationship with Napa. You know what I mean? And, and to see you know, uh, what they've done in our sport, you know, and then to be the 2020 uh, champion with uh, Chase Elliott, man, they, you know, and, 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 and you know, you got to feel kind of proud that, you know, you and Bill McAuley, y'all were the first ones to bring that that national auto sports change into our sport. You know what I'm saying? So, Napa cool. worked hard. Napa had Bill, then they had the Ron Hornaday championships for the right. early days of the trucks, and, and we had our championships with Napa and our race wins with Napa. And, you know, then, 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 but they, this is a, this is a company that stuck with our sport. They believe in the NASCAR product all through the Michael Waltrip years where Michael made great commercials for him, won won some big races for him. You know, they, they stuck and stayed and they, they believe in this sport. And, and I really, my retirement year in 2017, they let me, they gave me permission to run my Napa scheme at Darlington at the throwback. Dude, and I awesome, said, man. you know, you're too old when you're running your own throwback. <laughs> you know, that, that, now you definitely know that it's time to get out. That, that when, you know, when, when you're running your own throwback, there's two things, David, that told me it was time to leave. One, I ran my own throwback scheme at Darlington. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, man. And two, I raced against my first grandchild. <laughs> I raced against Butch Gilliland for a championship. Yep, I remember. I raced against David Gilliland for many championships. Yeah, absolutely. And then I raced against Todd Gilliland. And I said, I've raced a grandchild. I'm done. <laughs> you raced three generations, dude. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> the whole family. I've been here long enough. I'm done. Oh, but Napa, man. I'll tell you what, I was so proud of, of what Chase Elliott did. Look, I like Chase. I mean, uh, once again, Bill Elliott, only guy absolutely, I knew. Absolutely, I man. <laughs> so, I mean, kind of absolutely. a thing there. But, but I'm more happy for Napa. There's not a company that deserves that more than Napa Auto Parts in our sport. They've given to the sport. They've stayed with the sport. They've stuck with the sport, thick and thin, wins, no wins. They stuck with it, and, and they got a cup championship, and they deserve it. That, that's Napa know-how right there. Yes, uh, it is. That's good, Tyler. Dominic, what else you got for us? Yeah, no, I'm curious on the flip side of that, since you guys did a lot of racing over the years against each other, did you guys ever have any on-track incidents or scuffles? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I said, David and I race each other like hard. We race each other hard, but 
putting a donut on David was one thing. Putting a bumper on David was one thing. But I don't, I, I mean, if we ever wrecked each other, it would have, it, you know, that it was purely and, uh, you know, a racing deal. I mean, it absolutely it happens. I mean, that's, this is, this is racing. Things happen. But I can't remember one time, David, that you and I just flat out went out and just pounded yeah. each other and said, what the hell? I mean, I can't name one. I can't either, man. I, we raced a lot and I don't remember ever. We one I said a lot. I mean, in those Absol- early years, yeah, we spent a lot of time near each Together. other. Yes, we I don't did. remember us ever making a mistake that wrecked each other Mm-mm. or, you know, I mean, I remember donuts. I remember leaning and banging, you know, maybe, but we, we raced hard against each other and when we should have, and we did, but never did we ever take each other out or, or do something dirty to each other. You know what I mean? It's I got like, plenty I did yeah. that too. And there's plenty I don't like about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Brendan, sh- share with the fans and share with everybody. Man, you know, you, you, you did so well, the Chuck series. And, uh, you know, looking back, man, being able to drive for Roger Penske, I mean, there's not a lot of people in our industry that have a chance to race in cup, to, just to go cup racing, period, but but to drive for the captain. You know what I mean? Roger Penske, don't get, it don't get – that's the ultimate, and I think, in NASCAR racing. Don't get much better than that. Well, remember, I told you I'm an IndyCar guy, right? Absolutely. So <clears> – <throat> Who would be the main guy in NASCAR that I want to drive for? Roger Penske. Roger Penske. <laughs> Rick Mears. Uh, the yeah. first, one of the first names I told you. Yeah. Rick Mears was famous with Roger Penske. My dad was teammates with Rick Mears in the 1970s on the Sandmaster Racing Team in the desert. That's amazing, I know man. The Mears family, Casey and I, were teammates at 15 years old, racing Mickey Thompson Stadium racing. Wow, I had so, no idea. Um, you no, know, wow. Grandpa Mears and Grandma Mears used to take care of me at the racetrack. When, wow. when I was a kid at the desert races, watching Roger, you know, Casey's brother, Roger and Rick yep. and, and, you know, all of us, I, I've hung out with the mirrors my whole life. So to me, it was like, oh my God, Roger Penske. Sure. Emerson Fittipaldi and my dad go way back. My Emerson dad and, Fittipaldi. Yeah. Emma Emer- and my dad wow, have been friends man. forever. I, there, actually, there's a story that I may have been conceived on Emma's boat, but I don't want to talk about that. Is that um, Max Pappas' uh, father-in-law? I mean, is he- father-in-law. Okay. And, and okay. I've known Tati most of my life. I mean, I just, you know, these are people that to me, Rick and Emma were the race car drivers that I was the most like in tune yeah, attracted right. to. Roger Penske was the place. And I got a phone call one day to go drive for Roger Penske. Are yeah. you kidding me? Man, dude. It was like, it's amazing. It was the greatest phone call of my life. I mean, it was that, that was, that was the culmination of what we worked for, David. That's what yeah. you tried so hard for. It didn't Absolutely. work out well. It didn't go like we wanted, but you know what? In the end, Roger and I, it was really cool because a lot of people get bitter about a lot of things. Right. I've never been a bitter guy, but I don't burn bridges. And Roger did nothing wrong. Things weren't good that year. There were bad things. Things people don't know. Things that, you know, okay. Never sat there and aired them all out and said, this is horrible. But I also, Roger Penske never did nothing wrong to me. Roger Penske gave me an opportunity. It didn't work, but man, I got, I went to the 50th. Matter of fact, sit right there. All right. Sitting right here. This was the invitation in 2016 to the 50th anniversary of Penske racing. Dude, that's amazing, man. I, wow. I was a driver at the 50th anniversary of Penske racing. I mean, Dude. I got to say, I drove for Roger Penske, the captain. I was at that dinner. I mean, we're talking, Here's the greats of yes, I mean, Elio and and you Rick know Sam and, and 
all, you know, and I'm in a picture with all these guys going. <laughs> Sticking you your know, chest out proud, dude. Damn, hey, <laughs> I, I got four top tens for him. I'm there. Hey, dude. Hey, man, just to get the phone call. And like you said, it didn't work out like y'all, like you wanted it to, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and there's, you know, hundreds of reasons why, but, uh, but man, you know how many millions and millions and millions of people in the United, in the world would have loved to have been in Brendan Gaughan's shoes, man. I would have, I would have, I mean, I would have done anything in the world to have been the one that got that phone call and Hey, you know, just to be driving a Roger Penske car on Sundays in the NASCAR cup series, it, I mean, it don't get any better than that. And I don't, and, and, Brent, I don't remember. Was y'all's relationship where you drove for him for three years? Was it two, no, four years? Just one. No, oh, just one. one. Okay. Okay. One year for him, but but you know the 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 point wasn't that I got the one year for him. To this day, I still I can still pick up the phone and I can call Roger Penske on his cell phone. He takes my call and says, "How you doing, son? What can I do for you?" you know <laughs> That's I mean? amazing. It's you know great relationship. Walt Zarnicky. Those that don't know and outside the sport, there's a man named Walt Zarnicky. Right. One of the greatest human beings alive. Um, and he is Richard. He's Roger's right hand man. He is the best. But I mean, you know, look, you said there's millions of people that would give anything to do that. You know, and Dominic and Tyler, look, yeah, I, I've seen you guys at the racetrack. I've seen you both around. Dominic, you've interviewed me before. We know that stuff. But I think the one thing that I always made sure I understood, David, and this is what I always appreciated about you, too, is we had the same respect on this. I know there's millions of people. Yeah. It would kill to do what we do. Absolutely. And I hope, and, and Dominic Tyler, this is a question for you guys back. I hope that that's what people think about me, that they know that I appreciated the opportunity and that I tried to give back when I could. Well, and, and that's what I think is what's great about this podcast is telling those stories and getting that message out there. You know, my dad actually was a uh, finance director for a Ford dealership in Tulsa that was owned by Roger Penske. Right. And, Roger, uh, my dad met him maybe two or three times a year, no more than 15 minute conversations. And he knew my dad by first name. And my dad, every time talked about, I can't believe Roger's photographic memory. This guy has, uh, was just amazed all the time about the grace and just how kind Roger, Roger is Roger was then. Definitely explaining as I know him, you know, I, I don't know Roger Pinsky like Brennan does, but he, uh, you know, every time, you know, it ain't like we're friends, you know, we're acquaintances, but he, 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 he knows my name. And it's like, man, it's amazing how this guy can remember my name because I'm a nobody, you know, but, it, but I hear that from everybody, you know what I'm saying? But I want to say, uh, <clears throat> Brendan, one of the things Brendan does, that did for our sport is the engagement that the race car drivers have. If we don't have fans, you don't have a sport. And what he would do for the fans was amazing. I mean, just on the military side, autograph sessions, Brendan would go out of his way. And I never seen him walk away from autograph session. He was always the last one at any autograph session or after he went a race, he'd stick around. Pissed off, pissed off a lot of people because I was always, because <laughs> a lot of people had to stay longer. They didn't like it. No, but man, you just, uh, and you know, and I think, the sport today, the drivers today, they, they're, there's not really, you know, and I don't want to say this bad. There's not any more Brendan Gons out there that, that understand how it works. You know? So what's that buddy? Some people would say, thank God there's no more. Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I hear you, man. But, man, I have so many fans that come up to me. And, uh, man, they all have a Brendan Gone story, what you've done for them and how you spent time with them. I mean, it's just – I mean, it, it's almost every race. And they come up to me, and there's one lady, sweetest lady. Uh, she's got – you know, you autograph her leg or her arm. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just – you have such a big following. It's just amazing. You know, it's just a, a, a you know, I think it's just, uh, you were a great racer, always have been, won a lot of NASCAR races. Not everybody can say that. And, man, you had a big following. You had an impact on the people that make the sport what it is. You were just so great for the sport. So it was well, awesome, it, dude. It means a lot to hear it from you, and that's it means a lot to me. But, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, I mean, recognizing Dominic's face, recognizing Tyler's face, the one thing – now – do I remember names? Dear God, please don't give me a hard time that I can't remember your damn name. You know, but, but faces, I'm great with faces. I love to be able to, I love to be able to sign an autograph because if anybody ever knows they, they've been to a line with me or you, David, I personalize every autograph. I know you do. You know, I will ask every single person. And it used to piss off people because if they sat next to me, they used to think, oh, now I got to do it. You know, and they get all mad. Right. But to me, it wasn't about just putting my head down, signing my name and throwing a card. Now you engage you know, with everybody. Look, look at them in the eye. Say thank you. You know, I mean, get, give them that card. And I made it sure that I didn't slow down lines. I'm not going to name names of drivers, but so many people <laughs> slow down that line when you're in the big line. Yeah. You know, I would pre-sign cards so I could personalize. I learned how to keep up and keep making sure the autograph was a pretty autograph. You right. know, but I just to me, that's that's I worked when I was 14 years old. Uh, when I was 13 years old. I worked at the Binion's Horseshoe in the coffee shop, busting wow. tables and washing dishes for Mr. Binion. That's amazing, when was, man. When I was 14 years old, I was working at the Barbary Coast in the Chinese kitchen with Chef Jimmy, who's still with us to this day. That's amazing. Uh, I, when I was 16 years old, I worked in the bathroom at the Barbary Coast with Mel. His name was Molester. M-E-L-E-S-T-E-R. <laughs> Mel, really sweet five foot nothing tall black man who worked for my family for 32 years wow. in a bathroom. Absolutely. The man smiled, shined shoes and cleaned a bathroom for 35 years for my family and always smiled. He loved what he did, dude. And he did but, it the best. As but the point is, how can I not be happy? Absolutely. That you're asking me that Dominic walks up to me and says, Hey, can I get a quick interview after a race that I wrecked? That I've, I've, I'm pissed off. I did that quite a few times. <laughs> You've done it a couple times. But, but, but in the end, how can I literally go and say, screw you? How can I look at a fan that's standing out at a gate and goes, I don't have time? No. This is what you're telling me all I got to do is sign my name? Hold on. You want me to spend one second with you, shake your hand, say thank you, look you in the eye, and sign a picture. And that's my job? Somebody's paying me for this. Life's this, good, dude. I've got three, one company that's losing a lot of money every month. I got one company that's doing well every month. And I've got casinos that right now aren't good. I'm working my ass off right now. <laughs> I would give anything to go back to just being paid to sign my name and drive a race car. It's like, so I always knew that back then. I always yeah. appreciated that. And, you know, spending that extra second or two with somebody, you know, it, it's, it's to me, it was, I, I told some fans a while back, I promise you it was just as special for me to meet you as it was that people say, Oh, that's so great. I'm nobody special. I just took the two seconds to kneel down to shake a kid's hand. 
or to give a kid, you know, take a picture with somebody and give them rabbit ears, you know, or, or, you know, do the stuff that, you know, we did, David, you and I would walk through a crowd and, and, you know, start following people and goof off it. That's just, if that's what you say is important that you think made something special, well, then, Hey, I rode the short bus too. I'm <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I just, so, me, that was the easy part of the job. Yeah. Absolutely. It was easy, man. It was that's easy. incredible. That's, uh, that's great. Absolutely. I got one more question for you guys before we move on. And uh, you, you mentioned, uh, Brennan, your involvement in, in the casino industry. And we know that about your family and, and uh, the South Point Casino and everything. And I, I'm a sports better myself. I'll admit that. No shame. And <laughs> so what I wonder, just want to get your opinion. How important do you think the that <laughs> sports betting in NASCAR, betting on, on racing is to the future of the sport? Well, I mean, we can start this conversation with saying how far have we come. Yeah. In 2004, I'm driving for Kodak and Roger Penske, right. and somebody misquoted me, and somebody tried to write an, an article that said that 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 it was on the cover of you on the front page of Sports Section USA Today that wow. there's a Pete Rose betting scandal and NASCAR brewing because of me. Come on. And you know, I'll never forget that because I almost lost my ride with Kodak right before the Daytona 500, and We've gone from me playing college basketball and not being able, like being very scared to talk about sports betting. Right. And me driving in NASCAR and having, you know, somebody make up a story about this and make a scandal about it. To now, I raced four races last year and I do a live television show from the VSIN Network studio inside the South Point Casino. And I talk about odds on betting on that race. <laughs> now, we have a NASCAR betting policy. I don't bet right. this year. I can bet. I'm not racing. I'm now. Right. I'm now back betting eligible. But I did a. I did a show that I could physically talk about the odds of David Starr in the Nation Xfinity race, Daytona, and his odds. And I can talk about you know my odds to win the Daytona 500. I think that's amazing. That but you, amazing. the question you asked is how important is it to NASCAR? And I think that sports betting is the single most important thing that NASCAR should be focusing on because we have the most upside. They've been betting on NFL for years. You've been betting on NCAA for years. You've been betting on baseball. You've been betting on basketball. NASCAR betting is new to our sport. People aren't used to betting on it. And bettors stay vested in a game. Bettors bettors watch. And we don't just have race to win. We know have groups. We have head-to-head. We have David versus Brendan. Yes. What are the odds? Plus 250, minus 350. What are the odds? And now I'm interested in watching 15th place and a 15th place sponsor. They don't get a lot of coverage, do they? No. David, we're running 15th. Guess That's what? Right. I've always said you don't deserve coverage. You're running 15th, That's run right. better, you get coverage. That's but guess what? If the TV focuses on some of these bets – well, I can give you Group F. Group F at a sports book or online, you'll see group matchups. Group F is normally guys like Ty Dillon, Chris Boucher, Bubba Wallace, Michael McDowell, guys that you don't normally talk about, right? right. Well, guess what? Right now, David Starr and Michael McDowell are Group F, and they're running 18th and 19th side by side. There's two laps to go. There are people that have money on that bet. And now it's exciting to them. 
It's only for 18th and 19th, but guess what? They're watching that 18th and 19th place race because that's something to them. That's what betting does. It gives you the ability to have people cheer for multiple things on the racetrack. It gives television a chance if they embrace it to show more than just the top five, to show more than just the top 10, to show more than just Chase Elliott every race, Dale Jr. every race. Now I can go talk about the guys that don't run as well and give Whataburger 15 more seconds, a minute and a half more seconds of television time, which now lets David go back to Whataburger and say, hey, look what I got today. We got, we got three and a half minutes of in-focus time because of sports betting. That helps everybody from the bigs to the littles. Nothing in our sport. I don't care what cost-saving bullshit NASCAR does. You can increase my sponsor value by going through the field and giving me that sort of thing. And we all, David, how many years have we argued, well, NASCAR, can you go through the field to give us more, you know, just give us one mention, blah, blah, blah. Forever. How long we've been doing this? Forever. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't work because just getting that one mention doesn't give you anything. No, but make it on sports betting. And now there's a person that has that ticket in their hand is now interested in that 16th place finish. You've made that exciting. You've made the chase every week. You've made a, a cutoff race every week because every week I can show 14th and 15th. It means something. If I have the difference between William Byron and Alex Bowman, they're both in group C and they're 14th and 15th. Hey, I got $500 on that. Ooh, that's exciting. I want to know that. TV can help us. They just wow. need to embrace it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, I just moved to Omaha and right on that Iowa border, uh, and you got to all those casinos with sports books there in Iowa and Council Bluffs. And you betcha, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be ready when uh, when NASCAR rolls around to, uh, to hit that up. But that's the future. That's where we're going, and, and I'm excited about that. Hopefully, Brennan, you get uh, a bigger voice in this uh, – as we go along here, uh, Brennan, we'd like to you to stick around. We got just a couple more things before we get out of here today. Our NASCAR news and notes segment, Dominic, what do we got this week? Sure. So every week on the show, we take a look at the top NASCAR news and headlines, get reactions from the top stories around the sport. This week kicks off the week for the chili bowl. And you have a lot of NASCAR stars trying to make the a main. So some of the names we got there include Kyle Larson, the defending race winner, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, Justin Allgaier, Chase Briscoe, J.J. Ailey, and Ryan Alice in no particular order. You have 307 entries in this year's race. It's a little down from last year, but the A-Main will take place on Saturday night. That's uh, that's right in my hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Guys, the Chili Bowl, that's a special event. We've heard Kyle Larson say that's as big to him as the Daytona 500 is. Uh, it's, it's, it's bigger. I mean, hold on. Well, I, I think I heard J.J. Ailey on the radio today, David, saying there's 300 and – 60 race cars there that's amazing man 360 that's that's unheard and, of and, and 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 tyler how many make the a main 20 if that yeah that sounds about right you know i mean i mean you can't fit more than freaking 20 in the <laughs> <laughs> i mean so to me that's just uh, to make that a main is is absolutely a, a top tier accomplishment for any driver and Right now, Kyle Larson, I don't know another driver in the world that is riding the high that Kyle Larson is riding right. He absolutely dominated every dirt sport for the last eight months. Dirt late models, dirt modifieds, 
Sprint Cars, World of Outlaw. I don't care. You name the dirt car. He's Kyle Larson kicked your butt the last eight months. So, and Brendan, those guys are going to love it when he steps back in to a cup car because he's not going to be able to compete against them every week. You know what I mean? So it's going to give other people a shot at winning. But that, man, Kyle Larson was just incredible. You know, if he was in that race, he pretty much bet he was going to win it. But uh, And like you said, it was a late model dirt car, sprint car, midget car. It didn't matter, man. It, it was just amazing how good he is. He's just got great car control. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know what I mean? NASCAR and, uh, side, you know, look, NASCAR brings in a lot of attention, which is why, you know, Dominic is reporting on it. Why, why Tyler and these guys, you know, the Chili Bowl is big, but NASCAR guys bring that, that television coverage, bring that, that national media coverage. Um, you know, so, I mean, guys like Rico Abreu, who didn't quite make it in NASCAR, but you want to look up a hell of a story, look up the story of Rico Abreu. absolutely i I mean he's uh, he's classified as a midget or a dwarf i don't know i I, i'm i'm not trying to be insensitive i don't i know there's one or the other yes but he when he had that nascar truck series ride david yeah yeah did you ever see his seat dude i looked in there i couldn't believe i I was i'm still i'm kind of floored that i didn't take pictures man it was no i took pictures of it It was the most amazing thing watching rico drive because (laughs) he is a little person. Yeah. He is has one of the two things. He's dwarf or midget, yeah. and he is. They they had to put special pedal boxes in for him, yeah. and they had to build the seat. It looked like a, a child seat in this thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, finally, a father built child seat, man. It was yeah, I mean, it, it, But Rico Abreu is a super stud. He's won it two years ago. He won it, I think. Yeah, he has two or three years ago. Rico's yeah. won it. Kyle won it last year. Christopher Bell's won. You know, yeah. there are some NASCAR guys that. Are, are super studs in this thing that can flat out drive and win this thing. I'm going to be watching for Rico. I'm going to be watching for Kyle. And, you know, guys, don't sleep on Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick is – I think he's going to it. Right. Um, Dominic, am I correct? I, I thought I saw him on the entry list. I think Tyler's back. Tyler Reddick's back. But Tyler Reddick is also a dirt super stud. Absolutely. And, you know, what's kind of cool is Chase Elliott's there, you know, and, uh, and his new teammate, Kyle Larson, you know, Kyle Larson, I, I'm kind of interested to see how Chase does, you know, he with, with some yeah. with some help from Kyle Larson. So that's kind of cool, you know. So uh, it's really awesome to see our NAS guys step into the dirt world and have success, you know. And yeah. like you were saying, Brandon, Kyle Larson, you know, J.J. Yaley, on and on and on. These guys that come Justin from that type No, I almost forgot Justin Allgaier. He's phenomenal. Oh, absolutely, man. T- your teammate, former teammate. And uh, these guys are phenomenal dirt races, you know. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but pretty cool, you know. No doubt, cool. no doubt. What else we got, Dom? Sure. So other other news that NASCAR announced too on January eighth, we found out how many races will actually include practice and qualifying. On that list includes the Daytona five hundred and other venues that NASCAR is going to be visiting for the first time in the Cup Series, including the Bristol Motor Speedway dirt race in March, Circuit of the Americas in May, along with the Coke six hundred the week after. And then you have Nashville in June. Road America in July and the Indianapolis road course to race August 15th. The only playoff race that will have practice and qualifying will be the season finale at Phoenix on November 7th. I'm, I'm glad I'm not racing anymore because <laughs> I don't know how these guys, I mean, look, I, I, I did the last couple races, the super speedways without practice, which got to tell you kind of nice last year without practice, just saying that super speedway, yeah. less stress. But I mean, David, can you imagine coming in this sport as as and Chase Briscoe and no practice. no practice, dude. I, I, it's 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 unbelievable to imagine when we were coming in the sport 
And we, took we, a, dude, we took advantage of it, man. That practice was so critical to us, you know, for us. On pit road, you and I, I, I remember sitting on pit road waiting for Randy Tolzma. Waiting <laughs> yeah, it's like a follow him. Yeah, going, going out in Martinsville and saying, where's Dennis Setzer? Absolutely. And waiting for Dennis Setzer. And then when Dennis goes out, I follow him. Learn you know, something. You, you, that's what we did nowadays. I, I mean, it's tough. These kids coming in now, I know they got the simulators and all that, but uh, – uh, I don't do the simulator. Well, me, yeah. I don't either. I try, but it makes me sick. Yeah. I can't do it. it. It's me not, to me, it's not real. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't give me the feel. It doesn't give hey, me what I need. Listen, put a put a 10-pound sledgehammer on a pendulum. When I hit the wall, <laughs> bring it down and break a rib. Until then, it's not real. It's well, not real. Yeah. You know, to uh, me, that's what makes Cole Custer's win last year at Kentucky even more important. Huge. Yeah. Huge. No huge. practice. Rookie. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. look, rookies now have a little more experience because they've done Xfinity for a while. Their trucks are. Right. To me, that was a huge win, Tyler, because here's a guy with no practice, you know, struggling all season. He was not a talk of the rookie class most no. of the season, and he goes out and, and kicks their butt at Kentucky. That was awesome. Yeah, that was yes, that was that was really a, a big story. That was a big deal, you know. It, it was. So, yeah. uh, Dom, I think we got one more. <clears throat> yeah, we got one more. So, colleague racing has announced they're going to be. Stepping a little bit more into the Cup Series in 2021, Colleague Racing announced earlier this month that they're going to make it no secret that they intend to attempt the Daytona 500 like they did last year, as well as some of the road course races with the expanded schedule with more road course events in 2021. No word on the press release on who the driver is going to be just yet, but you got to imagine A.J. Allmendinger is going to be the driver unless it's already been announced. (laughs) Brenda, you know know something we don't know? (laughs) You got A.J. Allmendinger driving full-time in the Xfinity Series for you and you're going to go do a truck race or the first cup race ever at road america uh, yeah yeah it's a, do, do oh. i need to look real far no stick no. the deer in the thing they're not stupid <laughs> he's put the hell of a deal man he's he's turning that thing into a hell of a team he absolutely is, he's licking his chops at these cup races yeah. with deer in it and Brenda can- this uh, this college group, they've been impressive, haven't they, the last few years? Well, you know, I'm going to go back and, and, and let Brendan talk about this because Brendan, I, I want to say that Brendan, his last eight years, nine years, drove for Richard Childress Racing on the Xfinity side. And and, and, and then his affiliation with that Beard Motorsports, that was like affiliated with RCR. But uh, you look at college racing. They was almost like a teammate to Brendan. He can elaborate more on that team because, I mean, I think they were based there at RCR's race shop. So, Brendan, what do you think, buddy? Well, look, I mean, you want to talk about a team that's grown. I mean, I like it, David, because, look, I started my own team in Vegas, right? Absolutely. I started a team. I was a startup. We built. We got good. You know, that that, that was a cool deal. So, I remember when Matt Colleague, when Blake Cook was walking around the garage trying to shop this, some company called Leaf Filter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody had heard of them. Nobody cared nope. about them. Nobody heard nothing. Couldn't find good rides. So this leaf filter guy says, I'm going to own a race team. Listen, we've seen these guys a hundred times. Oh, they, they come and go, man. And they leave. <laughs> this guy, this Matt Collig guy, it's like, man, I, I am so proud of what he's done. I watched the day they moved on to the RCR campus. Right. They, they moved from down in, you know, Mooresville area. They made a deal with RCR. They took one of the buildings on campus and said they're going to start – we're going to do it right here. They're a satellite team. They started out slow, got better, got better, got better, and now they've turned themselves into a, a legitimate title contender, and and now he's talking about cup racing. 
I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm in Las Vegas. We don't need many leaf filter gutters, unfortunately, out here in Las Vegas. But <laughs> I put one on my house just because I like Matt Collig enough. I'm like, hey, I'll put one on. I don't care. I like the man. This guy, he's got, he's got, you know, brass steel clanking, and he is, you know, I mean, he, it, you got to give him credit. Really proud of him. And they have taken that team. Chris Rice, too. A lot yeah, of credit absolutely. to Chris Rice. Absolutely. I mean, David, you wasn't he your crew chief at one point, too? Hey, man, he, I never crew chief, crew chief for me, but he's been around forever. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of him because he, you know, he'll, him along with Matt, you know, they they collaborated and they've they done something really special, you know. And it's, yeah. it's amazing to see because, like you said, Brandon, we've seen these guys come and go. Hundreds of them. Hundreds. More money than, you know hey, I mean? He's got more money than God. Absolutely. He's gone bankrupt an awful lot in this. Uh, All right, guys. uh, Last segment here. Time for Ask David, where we ask people to submit their questions on Facebook, Twitter, and via email, uh, starpodcast at gmail.com. And we got a few questions uh, to respond to. This one comes from, uh, I think you might know this guy. His name's Noah at Noah Gregson on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you know him you know him brendan <laughs> noah uh, writes uh what is brendan's favorite flavor of cls cherry lemon without a doubt baby cherry lemon is the reason cherry lemon is the reason that i started this the distillery uh it may have allegedly been made by a and a NASCAR official, allegedly. I mean, allegedly. I may have allegedly drank a jar or two of it back in the day. Um, I wonder if he's still a NASCAR official. Not NASCAR official. NASCAR has no affiliation. And it was allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Oh, yes. oh man. Question. That's awesome, man. Another that's question. a great question from Noah Grayson, man. That's pretty awesome. You heard of the guy. He sounds yeah, like he's got yeah. a great name, though. I think we ought to watch out for that name. Yeah, we should watch him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got another one. This one uh, on Twitter from Mark at Blaney Fan Mark. Uh, for both of you, tell me your best Paul Menard story. Menard. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I don't know, David, if you have many. But, I mean, I was teammates with Paul, I drove for the Menards. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a dozen or so times. Um, Paul is a very private man, and we will leave Paul's private stories private. <laughs> that's the way Paul likes it. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. why I can still call him a friend, because we don't talk about Paul. That's really – man, you know, uh, the Menard family, John Menard, uh, you know, years ago, Brendan, when I uh, – back before Wayne Spears hired me, I was in and out of different truck teams, and my Uncle Mike bought a truck, and uh, – we had one truck and I think we bought an engine from RCR and uh, you know, I think we, uh, we finished in the top five, four times out of the five starts, you know? So the phone rings and it's John Menard. It was amazing. You know, it's like kind of hearing from Roger Pitsky. It's like yeah. John Menard, you know, and uh, he wanted Mike, uh, my uncle Mike and myself to move up to St. Clair, Wisconsin. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, to where his corporate office is. And he wanted us he wanted my uncle to be the crew chief and me to be his driver in the NASCAR Camp World Chuck Series. And Mike said, uh, he said, nephew, he said, I love you. And I want to see you take advantage of this opportunity, but I'm not moving. You know, a race school is doing great. You know, we're so busy. And he said, hey, man, I cannot accept what John wants us to do. And John was right. It, it was it was a 
it was a team, me and him together. And when White said, I can't do it, John said, well, man, I appreciate you guys. And, and we've been great friends ever since then. But but that going up there and meeting with John Menard and, and that process, Paul was racing late models. He was just getting started, and he wasn't even a NASCAR driver then. And uh, But, man, he is uh, – he is private. He's been a, a, a good friend. I can go over and talk to him. Soft spoken, just a nice guy. But uh, but he's even uh, had some meetings with him. Meet me at a restaurant where that John and Paul Menard would take some of my sponsors and understand about their products and almost put them in their stores. So they're great people, man. They've helped a lot of people. They John and Paul have been great for NASCAR racing. And look what John Menard's done in the whole industry. Brenda knows him well. I, I, I'm just honored that, that that we're friends, but the I think Brendan... win in this sport to me of all the wins. I mean, Dale Jr. winning after Senior passed away at Daytona. You know, there's great stories. To me, the greatest win that I ever got to watch that I was happy about was watching Paul Menard win the Brickyard because John Menard has tried to win that race, Indy, any Indy race, Indy car or that. I mean, he has tried to win that race for so many decades. I just, that to me was the greatest race win ever was watching Paul win the Brickyard. I, I've, I've never been more proud for a family. Yeah, that was uh, man. I, re I remember that. Uh, and uh, that absolutely, Brendan, you brought, you brought up, a, that, those are great memories and I forgot about that, but that, I mean, if you're going to win any race, I mean, for the Menard family and for Paul and for John, the, Indy, the win of the Brickyard 400, I mean, that couldn't have been a scripted any better. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And if you ask Paul, what you know, if, if he could pick any race out of all the racing he's ever done, he would have told you it would have been the Brickyard 400. So that worked out really great. Dominic, you got something on Paul? Yeah, not as good a story as you guys, but last year in Las Vegas, prior to the pandemic, 2019, him and David Reagan had both announced that they were stepping away full time. So made it one of my goals that weekend to chase down both those guys and and just ask them, hey, what's next? What's you know, is broadcasting going to be something in the cards? And David Reagan was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not ruling that out. And I said, OK, so I got to go chase down Paul and I, and I find him. And we're walking through the garage together after the race. And he's telling me about his run. And, and I ask him, hey, Paul, so what's the likelihood of seeing you maybe in the broadcast booth or doing something in a driver <laughs> analyst role? And he looks at me and goes, absolutely not. And he ended the interview. <laughs> the answer for Paul. Oh, I, I've interviewed Paul a couple of times. And one time we spent 10 minutes just talking about lawn mowing. He was very intense, very <laughs> passionate about mowing his lawn. Listen, Paul's a, Paul is a guy that's one of those that is probably one of the most fun guys you're ever going to meet. But people don't know it. People don't realize it because he, he you know, people call Jimmy Johnson vanilla. I've known Jimmy. We've been friends since we were 15 years old. He's not vanilla, but that's what you see. Paul is, Paul is private, but he is honestly one of the greatest dudes you're ever going to find. And, and he likes it that way and he wants to keep it that way, which is, that's his way. He's right. not He's not loud and obnoxious like me and David. He likes it the other way. <laughs> Last question for you guys. This one's from Lori. Lori writes, what's you guys' favorite or luckiest gambling machine that you like to play when trying to win the big bucks? What's the most you have ever lost or won? <laughs> well, Lori, uh, I'm from Las Vegas, and I'm not supposed to play my machines, so I can't say that. Uh, and I, I <laughs> I've lost plenty on tables and, and I, I've, I've learned my lesson on tables, but, uh, 
David, you're going to have to answer the machine one for her. I, well, I, I, you know, I'm not much on machines. You know, I'm kind of a table guy. I, you know, back when I first uh, – when I won my first race at the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series, when we won Vegas, you know, my family, everybody was there. Man, they're big gamblers, you know. So, uh, you know, I, when you finally leave the racetrack, it's late, you know, and I don't want the – I don't want the day to end. You know how when you win, Brendan, you just – you want to freeze that time, you know. Yeah. And then I stayed at the racetrack forever, but I finally made it back to the hotel. Uh, uh, I think I was staying at the, I was staying at the Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think I was staying at the Orleans y'all's hotel. And uh, uh, my family actually came over to the Orleans where I was staying because they wasn't staying there. And we visited, and then we went to playing blackjack at the Orleans. And uh, I think uh, we played for about two hours, and I think I started with $500. And I got down to about a hundred and I told my, I actually told it was my grandmother was there and my mom and my dad. And uh, there was some others, but I said, Hey, I'm done guys. They're like, what? I'm like, man, I have lost $400. You know what I mean? I lost 400. I got a hundred left. And I'm going to put that hundred back in my pocket. And they said, are you kidding me? You just won the race here at Las Vegas. And that's all you're going to play, you know? And, uh, so anyway, that was it. Hey, you know, to, smart man, Star. <laughs> I don't know smart about man. that, but uh, but man, I love when I come to the South Point. Man, I love sitting at those blackjack tables, and uh, you can play for four, five, six hours, and man, you can go up, you can go down, you go up, you go down. You're entertaining yourself, and you hope when you get up from the from the the table that you're ahead with. You know, you got more than what you started with. You know, so. Uh, I, I, I love the tables, you know, and I very seldom play, uh, you know, the, the, the machines, but, uh, but I just love to gamble. And I, and my saying was, Brendan, people say, man, you know, you know how it was we raced to Vegas. Everybody said, Hey man, have you won? What did you play? You know, and somebody would win big. And I say, they say, star, have you gambled yet? I said, dude, I don't gamble till after the race is over with, because if I have any luck, I needed to be with me when I'm racing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, were, you didn't fall in that group the, 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 those years. That And that was why you won that race in 02. I took all the big competitors out in 02 and got them absolutely shit-faced till 3 in the morning. <laughs> and I didn't drink that night. I made sure I was drinking Diet Pepsi all night. And I'll never forget Coy Gibbs on the radio. They said he called on the radio and goes, that mother gone – I'm going to kill him because I, I had, I think it was, I had Coy, I had Charlie Hornaday, I had, I, I can't, I, I had like five or six of the guys of, of, you know, the A-list guys. Right. I got them hammered. Well, Took man, I, I never do. You did that. And I want to thank you all these years later. Dude, yeah. I, I, I want to thank nobody. You well, know, hey. That's why I invite you to know three the next year to go out with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, on. We, we've had some good times there uh, in uh, in the the Albuquerque Casino. Albuquerque Casinos. We I think we hung out one night at the Hollywood Casino there at Kansas Speedway <laughs> after a day at the track, and we've had, we've had some good casino trips. But Tyler came out and visited me last year here in in Grants, New Mexico, and he stayed a few days. And we'd gone to one of the casinos; they'd reopened. And man, everything Tyler would touch—I swear—it seemed like he just had good luck. He'd get on the slot machine, and he'd be up ten, twenty bucks. We'd go play some roulette or some blackjack, and he'd go win another twenty or twenty or thirty bucks. And, and I think he actually made money coming out here. I, pay, I paid for my trip. Uh, 
would gamble yeah. it up with Dominic. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, it don't always uh, happen that way. That's for sure. <laughs> doesn't, no, 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 certainly not. Uh, Brendan, before we let you go, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Tell us uh, what do the next few weeks look like for you as you get ready uh, as as we get towards Daytona and everything here these next several weeks, man. Well, I mean, look, I'm I'm, I'm working, man. I got I got to run my my businesses out here. I'm going to be busy with those things. Um, my youngest son, Ryland, is eight. He's driving a little racing a little side by side uh, up at Glen Helen Raceway. So we'll be out at Glen Helen racing, racing with him. Uh, maybe do a little BMX racing with my oldest son before then. So doing this kid stuff, running the businesses, um, trying to find a way to get these casinos back at a hundred percent, working hard on trying to figure whatever out we got to figure out to get us back going to, to be at full strength. And, and then I'll, I will be at Daytona with the beard family. Awesome. Uh, I will not be the driver. Uh, that is, that is, that is 1000% my choice. Um, they did let me have a, a, a pretty big hand in picking the driver. The announcement will be coming, uh, in a few days from now, as we're sitting here doing this on a, on a Tuesday. So, uh, announcement this week, the driver's going and I'm very happy with my choice of driver. And, uh, so I'm, I'm excited that the beards, we're going to go try to, uh, See if we can't keep our streak alive and making the zero to five hundred. There we go. That'd be awesome, man. David, I, what's, what's going I, on with just, you this week, man? Well, first of all, let me say I'm just glad that Brendan's uh, keep. You know, you were so you're so it's such a, a part of the sport for such a long time. It's uh, it's good to know that you're uh, still going to have a part in it. And I think you always will. You know what I mean? I can't imagine the sport not not you not being a part of it. You know, I think uh, so. I, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, man, I'm. Uh, I can assure you guys, I'm uh, tomorrow. I got uh, two, three meetings tomorrow, and uh, I got to fly up to Kansas City on Thursday and be up there for. I'm uh, going actually to the Kansas City Chiefs game on Sunday, but I got some good partners that been helped me for years. Going to visit with those guys and uh, just trying to, you know, put everything together so I can make an announcement. You know, Daytona, it ain't like Daytona's just right around the corner. You know what I mean? So. Uh, Pretty stressful time, but uh, hopefully we'll have an announcement soon here in a week or two, and uh, and I'll get to go down there and hang out with Brendan and uh, get back to get back to racing at Daytona. There we go. So. I like it, Dominic. What's on the racing experts this week? Yeah, we're just covering the the daily happenings of the industry, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Racing Experts. We do a lot of merchandise and giveaways, and yeah, a lot of a lot of fun doing the show with you guys, Brendan. We got to have you back for sure. And Tyler, actually, you know who our next guest is next week. Who's coming on next week with Let's Go Racing? We're uh, we're going to bring on Jeff Bodine. He's going to be the second guest on uh, Let's Go Racing. So looking forward to having uh, Jeff. That's Jeff with a J or with with a G <laughs> on uh, on next week. <laughs> you got that? Come on now, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we'll look forward to talking to Jeff next week uh, here on. Ask him, make sure you ask him about bobsledding. Okay. Absolutely. We'll hear great stories about bobsledding. Jeff Bodine is a huge supporter of bobsledding. He actually got me into a real bobsled. We got to go bobsledding at Lake Placid because of Jeff Bodine. So talk wow. to him. the Bodine bobsled challenge? Yep. Yep. I was part of it two years. Awesome. Man, that's, that's amazing. Great. We got something to talk about, guys. You know, that's yep. awesome. Hey, Brendan. I, hey, man, buddy. I can't thank you enough, man. Uh, you know, when we, we were talking about, hey, who, hey guys you know, Dominic and Tyler, who's going to be our first guest, man. It was like, I didn't hesitate. Brendan gone. You know what I mean? So, uh, and, uh, well, you know, I appreciate it, but well, you better make sure you tell Kim that I heard Kim was actually the first guest. So she, Kim, she, 
Don't take away from All Star. And the, and the, to be quite honest with you, Kim was our first guest, and uh, when I w- and we were talking about first guests, she was the one. She was telling me it would only be right to have Brendan gone. So it was actually Kim that came up with that. But uh, but anyway, buddy, we appreciate, dude. You're awesome. Yeah. We appreciate your stories, your time, and uh, man, I uh, it's 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 just hard to believe that you won't climb through a window race again with us. You know what I mean? But uh, but uh. And you uh, you had your impact, and uh, you'll leave all the old. You, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be the only old guy out there now. You know what I'm saying? So uh. Listen, I, I liked it when you raced, David, because I wasn't the oldest guy in the field when I raced with you. So good. maybe David's going to be the next Morgan Shepherd when this is all said and done. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, hey, Uh-oh. man, Brennan, Guys, thank you, buddy. We got to go. Uh, as always, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Star Podcast. Also on Facebook, uh, Let's Go Racing with David Starr. You can find us there. Subscribe to the show. New episodes out each and every week on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also on YouTube as well to see the video version. You can check us out there. We certainly would appreciate it. We'll drop checkered flag on this episode of Let's Go Racing, and we will see you next week. For David Starr, Brendan Gaughan, and Donna Corrigan, I'm Tyler Jones saying so long. This has been another edition of Let's Go Racing. Anticipation is building